everybody. Today's podcast is an update we just finished broadcasting to a very select group of clients. And I wanted to bring it to you here in the podcast because I want to bring as much value as we possibly can in, in this format. And so in this session, what you're going to hear are some of the new exciting features in the MindFire platform. And like I said, we normally only make this available to clients, but I wanted to bring this to you here as well. The folks that are in the audience are mostly commercial printers, agencies, and other B2B and B2C organizations that are using Opti-channel marketing to engage their audiences. And so what we do in this session, as you'll hear in just a moment, is we cover five new updates in the software and talk about how commercial printers and agencies and other organizations can use these new features to grow leads, grow sales, and grow their brand using Opti-channel marketing. Now, you won't be able to see some of the updates here in the podcast, of course, but you can always go over to our website, mindfireinc.com, find the blog post associated with this episode, and we'll include the slides and the video and some other materials there for you as well. All right, so let's jump right in. If you've been with us over the past couple of weeks that we've been using to bring you one topic or one focus area in 45 minutes or less, and the goal is to be able to go deep into that specific topic. So today, I've asked Kushal Dutta to go into some of the newest things in the MindFire platform, some of the newest features that we've developed for you. This is generally just a family discussion, meaning clients only, but we have opened it up to some of the others who are interested in learning more about MindFire. So with that, I want to welcome Kushal Dutta. Good afternoon to you, my man. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for bringing me in. On the product side, we always listen to customers in MindFire and do things based on customer feedback. So I definitely want to thank those customers that have contributed ideas, use cases to all these new features and also have participated in uh, our beta program and helped us grow. So Awesome. This is what we're going to be covering today. We're going to be going into five specific things, five specific areas of the MindFire platform that are new, including easy and powerful form field branching that we're going to be talking about here in just a moment. The new event reminder blueprint, something I'm really excited about, which is our business intelligence, aka reporting, that we're going to be giving you a sneak peek at today. And then we're also going to be looking ahead at some of the new features that are coming up right around the corner, IP enrichment and call tracking. And I'm going to talk for just a brief moment and then turn it over to you, Kushal, around our product roadmap. And as I mentioned at the start, this is kind of a family update in the sense that this is for clients, but we're also inviting others here who are not necessarily yet in the MindFire family. So I want to give you three uh, quick updates on the product roadmap. First of all, as we bring you this material today, I realize that we need to do a much better job here at MindFire communicating our product roadmap. And I take that as my failure, my responsibility to make sure that we continue to bring you these updates on a regular basis. So we are committed, as you've probably seen over the past couple of months, to bringing you these kinds of sessions so that you can learn more about the great things that are available to you in the MindFire software. And so you're going to be seeing more updates like this one, more videos, podcasts, those types of things to communicate more effectively the power that you have in your hands that we want to make you aware of. Secondly, we're putting more time and money and resources into improving our product and our service specifically for the part of our ecosystem that we call our service providers. So those are folks that are commercial printers, agencies, digital marketing companies, those of you who are using using our product and our service to service customers of your own. And you're a big part of our ecosystem. You're a big part of why we do what we do. And we realize that there are a lot of things that we need to do to help you as an organization market, sell, and build these kinds of opti-channel campaigns effectively. So from a roadmap perspective, in terms of what you're going to be seeing in the product, there's going to be more of that. And we're also going to be doing more in services and support and training to help you continue to be able to take advantage of this new technology and service 
service your clients at a high, high level. So you're going to see more features, more support, more training in that area. And then thirdly, this is something I'm really excited about. Life is super complicated right now. We, we've come out of a year-long period of a lot of confusion, a lot of difficulty for many organizations. And well, we don't want to contribute to making life any more difficult. And so the reason why I mention all of that is because we realize that there are areas within our software, within our platform, where we need to really simplify and focus on making things as easy as possible for you. We believe that enterprise software should be as easy to use as some of the consumer products that are out there. Now that for us, there's a long ways to go in many areas where we need to improve for you. But that's another area that from a product roadmap perspective, we're going to be investing in in order to help you. And so we know that in some areas we cause you pain. And if you're in the, if you're an existing client and we've caused you any pain, I take that personally. But under leadership, as we continue to invest in the product, that is going to be a big focus for us. We're putting you front and center, trying to make software that's not only going to help you market and sell your own organization to your customer base more effectively, but also for those of you who are service providers, build campaigns for them in a way that's easier and faster. And so one of the things that you're going to be seeing is kind of a unification of some of the different bits and pieces of our software. If you've used MindFire over the course of the past few years, there's a couple of bits and pieces that are somewhat disconnected from one another. And we're going to be working to unify those, to simplify how you use them and make them all work better together. You're to see how some of that is coming together. So that's at a very high level what we're doing in the roadmap. We're going to be doing more of these sessions, going into details for you. But I wanted to give you kind of that 50,000 foot perspective as to what we're investing in and how we're trying to make our product and our service better for all of you. With all of that said, Kushal, I'm going to bring you on. Let's talk about the first item that we want to share today. So for the purposes of today's update, this first feature that we want to talk about here is something we call form field branching. And it's kind of a, a mundane name for something that's really really super powerful. And Michelle, I'd love for you if you can just talk for a moment about what this is and maybe, and I know I'm putting you on the spot here, but maybe contextualize this to um, a real life industry, maybe like automotive, for example. So Kushal, talk to us about this. What does this do? Actually, I, I can contextualize this based on what you said, the poll that you had a few minutes ago, where you said, if you're a printer, an agency or anything else. Now, the moment you say anything else, you said, okay, guys, go to chat and please drop in what that anything else is. So yep. that's precisely what we're talking about. We have a simple set of questions, but based on an answer, we may need to ask additional questions. So that's really all that we're doing here. We have we have a question here, what is the color of your car? And this could be anything, doesn't have to be automotive specific. And it could be that what food do you like most? And then there's a few choices and then there's a choice of other and you can actually select that other in the system now. In, pre in previous life, like a few months ago, for those of you that have used this, that we have to come to us through professional services and get some JavaScripts and custom code installed. But now it's all available through the UI to you without having to really resort to any kind of custom code. And I think this is it. Yeah, it, it's, it simply works like that. You click on that and the additional questions drop off. Now, it's not just something simple like this. We, we have done much more complicated projects already with some of our customers where you can have multi-level branching and then depending 
depending on how you answer that RSVP question, different sets of options come up. So that's that's basically it. Dave, is there anything else that you'd like me to talk about? Does this make yeah, sense? Yeah, if you can bring up the next slide, Kushal, let me just put it in the context for, for anybody here who's servicing a client. And what Kushal just shows, showed you allows you to build the form, as he just showed you here, where what you ask of that individual changes based on their answers, right? So as you're doing this for a client, potentially, and you want to help your client gather uh, better and more detailed lead information based on the respondent's replies, then as that's captured, the form not only adjusts dynamically, like Kushal just showed you, but you also get that information here in the lead alert, which is what Kushal here has here on the screen. So that's the first feature that we wanted to make available. Kushal, what industries are you seeing this being used in right now? Just to give people some ideas. We are seeing this being used in automotive heavily now. As you can see, the example that I had was specifically for an automotive campaign. We have, in our past life, we have seen this being used in both financials as well as in higher ed. Okay. In fact, higher ed, we have done a lot of custom work in the past life. And I guess now we don't have to do that anymore. Very cool. Yeah. Have any questions about this, folks, let us know in the chat at the end of the session. I neglected to mention this, but we will spend a few minutes giving you some next steps if you want to find out more about how to use these things and how to apply them to your specific situation. So that's number one. Let's go to number two now, Kushal. And this is something that I know that as you and I were preparing here, Kushal, over the last few months, you mentioned to me, and I know I've heard this from clients as well, that those of you who are here with us that are service providers, so I'm talking to the, the printers and the agencies, marketing companies who are building campaigns for their clients. We heard something kind of over and over again, which was that you wanted a way to be able to build a campaign for your client that kind of operated off of a date. Specifically, what I mean is like a, a birthday program and an anniversary program, something where your customer wanted to be able to communicate or maybe distribute a coupon based on a birth date or an anniversary date, some sort of correspondence that would happen based on some future date. And so I know that what Kushal is about to bring on the screen here is going to illustrate that for you, but it's a it's a very powerful way to build a program and a set of communication touch points using that date. So Kushal, why don't you show us how that comes together and let's see if we can give people some ideas about how they could use this. Okay. So we call it the event event reminder and the event is a periodic event. It can be monthly, can be an annual event like a birthday or can be a business event like expiration of a contract. But essentially what it is, is that it's a smart list. For those of you that use our software, what a smart list is, you build a smart list. Anybody that... Any new contacts that you add to the product who matches that smart list criteria will automatically get added. And from then onwards, they are going to be part of this quote unquote drip campaign. I just, I just picked the birth date and I'll tell you the, the backstory behind it in a minute, but I just picked the birth date and you send an email. This will automatically start sending an email to this person 15 days before their date of birth every year. And we have also exposed SMS here. You can configure the same thing to send an SMS also. This is our second instance of where we have exposed SMS through the Blueprint portal. Of course, the workflow designer has always had SMS available to it. So the backstory here is that when the pandemic hit us, towards the early days of the pandemic, we had a lot of customers, mostly printers, who came to us and they told us that they were they were servicing a lot of restaurants and they just needed a new product in the pipeline to offer to their restaurant customers because they were not really getting a lot of print jobs anymore in those days of the pandemic. Now, 
now of course the situation started improving uh, but th- so so this the concept of the birthday or the anniversary club is what really gave rise to this particular feature but then we have expanded on that and we have developed in such a way that you can use it in business scenarios as well so it's available now to everybody as a beta platform we are going to release it we we have been extensively testing this for about 3 months now and we are going to release it to everybody at the end of this quarter but right now it's available in production as a beta implementation so whoever wants to use it you can just email me or email support and then we will turn it on for you cool so that's the second item all right so let's move on to number 3 now this one's big folks both in terms of just our excitement around releasing this to you as well as what it can do for you that the time that it'll save many of you the value that it'll provide many of you in servicing your clients the money that it saves many organizations and it's what we're calling business intelligence and so just to step back and give you kind of the context for around what you're seeing and why we've spent significant time working on this and why we're so excited to bring it to you for those of you who use the workflow designer what we've called studio let me know there in the chat if you're a studio user workflow designer that when you build your opti channel campaigns you can virtually start from a blank canvas right and you can create any kind of workflow based on what your customer needs in any industry with any combination of optimal channels based on whatever it is you're trying to achieve and so for us as the software vendor here it isn't necessarily easy to always represent the reporting that you need for every use case for every industry out of the box that's historically been a challenge until now and so what kushal is showing you is something that's completely new that's going to have both out of the box reporting dashboards that you'll see a little bit of but also a dashboard designer that allows you to create representations of the data that are specific to your customer to their industry to their specific areas of interest within these opti channel workflows so with that set up kushal I'll turn it back over to you and let's take a quick look at what you've got here so the new dashboard has been in beta since december we've had several customers we had reached out to at that time and signed up for the beta program thank you very much it's now available in for everyone dave talked about most of it the exciting feature that i do want to mention here is that we we have also we are also bringing you the capability here to modify this customize this and create your own dashboard so as dave said uh, a few minutes ago uh, we have a very open ended system and we have a lot of different use cases a lot lot of different verticals and within each vertical we have several use cases and so it's practically difficult practically impossible to just have one dashboard and have that dashboard satisfy every one of our customers so that's what this does we actually give you access to a lot of different dashboards here there's four of them that everybody gets when you come on board and again those four are standard dashboards that we are providing and then you can go into this clone mode and go into the dashboard designer and create your own dashboard so let me show you real quick here let's just say i want to add a dial for what i call a conversion criteria so i'll change the i'm not going to bother changing the title and all that stuff let's just change this save it and as you're doing that kushal i just want yeah. to make clear for everybody that we're obviously going to provide you training and resources yeah, to yeah, help you yeah. understand how to use the dashboard designer and to be able to not only understand i mean it, it all starts with understanding what is your customer trying to do and what's meaningful to them in the reporting and then you have to understand how to actually do that here in the dashboard designer so of course we will have training and support resources to help you with that yeah so as you see that dial quickly comes up and then i can just go into the preview mode and it is going to pull up the data and show me the data associated with that conversion criteria as you can see you can make 
quick changes and create your own version of dashboard like that. And we have different kinds of widgets available. Just I'm showing this is widget, different kinds of widgets we have. I was just showing this geographical heat map. That's one of the ones for an example, which shows you, and you can always go full screen on any of these. All right, Kushal. Well, thank you for that one. Let's do the next here. This one's really interesting. Yes. This is interesting to me because it's something, it's a new feature, everybody. When Kushal brings up the slide, you'll see it's, it's titled IP enrichment and it's kind of a geeky name. Again, this is, we're all family here. So we're just sharing kind of behind the scenes with you, but it's a new feature that allows us to go from IP address. So basically internet protocol address, the, the address of somebody who's viewing a landing page or a microsite to go from that to a residential or business address. And Kushal's gonna tell you more about this here in a second, but for the residential addresses, we can help you find info about the residents, the names of the residents, including in some cases where they work and sometimes their email addresses. Still a lot of people are working from home. And for businesses, we can gather top contacts that work at that organization. And so there's a lot of use cases here and uh, we only have a few moments to go into it, but Kushal, why don't you walk us through this and just kind of give us a lay of the land in terms of what, what folks can do with this. So consider a situation, you have a lot of traffic on your website, they come, they browse around and then they leave and they don't really tell you who they are. And these are what I would call hand raisers. And, and, and if somebody has spent, somebody has visited your website three or four times in the last one week, you're, they're definitely interested and you probably want to get back to them because they are what we would call quote on hot prospects. So that's exactly what we're doing here. Looking at the IP address they're coming from and trying to enrich them. Right now, they do get the information about geography, which city, state, etc. they come from. We're trying to convert it to a physical address, which we do with the help of our data, several data service providers that we are working with. We are able to do an average of 50% situations. I would say we can convert it to a physical address, find people that live in those physical addresses. And as they've said, in many cases, find where they work for. You can see some of the data. We've hidden the PII part of the data, but you can see some of this data that's coming in. Also, we have options for business addresses coming in. If you are doing into B2B business and people are coming from inside of the business firewall, then we will find which, which company they're coming from. And then we will give you the list of people that we know that work in that company. However, for those of you that are familiar with the social selling assistant, I would say take the company name, go to the social selling assistant. If you are looking for people in marketing, you really don't want a customer support person. Go find those people from the social selling assistant through LinkedIn and it'll bring in your LinkedIn information and you have a much better shot at that. And then the final one, we call the incomplete form data. Let's say you're running uh, a lot of campaigns for nonprofits and you have the, your nonprofit organization that you work with, they have a form to donate. And more often than not, you're going to find out that people are coming there, starting to fill up the form and then they leave. Our experience, actually, I shouldn't even say our experience, that traditionally, if you are getting more than 20% people completing, that's a lot that's happening. People that visited versus completed. But we can, with the help of our data service providers, we can take that partially filled form information and we have a very good chance of being able to convert it and find a real person who's behind that form and get back to your customers or you so that you can call them or you can email them right away. So for the residential, the first two bullet items, the residential addresses and the business addresses, I would say we are finding the mailing address with a, a lot of reliability. In some cases, we are finding the emails that I've seen very little phone numbers coming through. So these are very geared towards direct mail, but the form data enrichment, I would say for somebody like the use case that I described, or let's say an auto dealership, they have 
form for filling up the financing form, right? Now we can get them a phone number and an email address and the dealership can call them back right away. So, so Dave, that's kind of an overview of this. Yeah. So I see Carrie, you just said, wow. And I see Melissa just said, this is some neat stuff. Carrie, tell us what, what stood out to you there? What, what, what was exciting about this? What, what do you see here? And for the rest of you in zoom, and I see some questions over on Facebook and LinkedIn team, make sure we get the question over there from Walter. Leon is saying here, so for business, so for business does not include email addresses, business phone number or cell phone numbers. Can you see that question, Kushal? Are you able to discern what Leon is asking there? If not, we can circle back there. I see that question. I'll answer this right now. Businesses, we will include the name, title, and email address of people that we know works in that business. Phone numbers, yes, there are some cases phone numbers, but that information is not there as often because the focus has been on email. However, for businesses, I will remind you of one thing. If somebody is sitting at a business location and visiting your website, they're coming from behind the firewall of the specific business, in which case we don't specifically know who. Was it John or was it Mary? We know that both John and Mary work here, so I give you both of their names, but we don't know which one of them came. So when somebody's coming from residential address, it's it's a lot more accurate at that point. And that's why I said that use the social selling assistant. You got the business, you got Acme Enterprise came in. So let me go over to the social selling assistant and see who are the people that are in the, maybe you're selling an IT security solution. And, and so I, I look for who are the, my senior directors of IT, who are, who are those people in Acme Enterprise? We have nine minutes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold the rest of the questions. Let's get back to those shortly. Yeah. I see Walter Kushal, your friend Walter over there on Facebook is asking a good question about device ID. I'll get to you in a second, Walter. Let me give you the opportunity, Kushal, to move to the next slide, if you don't mind. Thank you, everybody, for the questions and for the excitement. Kushal, if you move to the next slide, this is something that we'd love your feedback on. So, Kushal, as concisely and, and, and quickly as possible, ask the question that you have of the audience here, and let's get some feedback in real time from everybody. So, we have a lot of customers that have asked us this question, and this is a feature that we are seriously considering. The the, it's right now, if you look at our direct mail setup, it's really most of the call to actions are about hitting a landing page by typing in a personalized URL or just scanning a QR code or something like that. So the question that has come to me is that, can you provide a call to action for a phone number where people can call this number, identify themselves with a unique code that is on their direct mail piece in lieu of the personalized URL, and then route the call to an appropriate agent who's available with the caller information. And, and it's easier said than done because we, we don't have a lot of time to get into all the details. I was actually on a phone call with Twilio, who we are looking at using as a partner this morning. So I'm obviously learning a lot about how this works and what we need to do. But that's kind of at a high level, the use cases, adding a new call to action, which is probably more convenient for a lot of people. And perhaps with the in the in with all the first party and third party cookies, first party cookies being blocked and all that stuff, people are looking at adding that sort of of a call to action so that you don't have to depend necessarily on a web page. So question really is, what do you guys think of that? I mean, if this was available to you, will you be interested in taking this to your customers, appropriate customers, and create some projects out of it that you can sell to them? So just to restate what I think you're saying, Kushal, for everybody, for those of you who are creating direct mail, let's say, we see this this particular use case that you're mentioning, Kushal, I know we see in financial services, mortgage as an example. Absolutely. On that direct mail piece, the call to action is a QR, QR code, a Perl, and perhaps a trackable 
horrible phone number. So do you find that you have situations where that's a requirement or something you'd like to be able to provide to a client where when the recipient of that piece calls that phone number, they can enter in a reservation ID or a promo code, something of that nature. That information can then be used to find that specific person and forward that information on to somebody in a call center. Uh, yeah, Carrie, this is usually, we see this usually in cases where a few hundred thousand to, to millions of pieces of direct mail are being done. Absolutely. Would this work for real estate with calls going to specific office? Yes, David, that could be a use case as well. Let us know your, your feedback there. We have six minutes left, so I don't want to run out of time here. I want to keep my commitment to you. Keep the feedback coming in there, folks. Kushal, if you don't mind, go to the next slide here. I want to give you all an opportunity. If something that we have said today has struck a nerve and you want to learn more, my team is going to go through the chat and identify anybody who has said they're interested in something. But if you don't mind, go to the next slide, Kushal, and then Mindfire team, grab this URL for everybody. If you can just make this easier for everybody, go ahead and uh, grab that URL, Suzanne and Mackenzie, everybody who's in chat, Zoom, LinkedIn, Facebook. And folks, if there's something here that you want to learn more about, if there's something here you want to use, if you're not part of the Mindfire family yet and you want to find out more about, so how the heck does Mindfire help me as a printer, as an agency, service my clients and build opti-channel campaigns, go to that link. The form that comes up is what you see there on the right-hand side of the page that Kushal <laughs> has here on the screen. Fill that in and let us know what it is that you want to know more about and how we can help you. And what we'll do is we'll find a time in the next couple of days to talk to you about that as quickly as we can and help you understand how to apply this to your organization and how it might be able to help you. Let's see what we have here. So yeah, Mindfire team's dumping that in there. Mark says, I'm definitely interested in the branching technology. Just replying to someone about a survey, branching is a great technology for personalized surveys. Yep, exactly. Absolutely. Let me ask you all a question right now while I still have you here. If you look at the screen, I'm going to, I just want to get a little feedback from all of you based on what Kushal showed. And thank you, Kushal, for showing us all of that today. Which of the features or the feature, if there's only one that you saw today, were you most excited by? Take a moment, please look at the screen and start to click off the option or the options that were most interesting to you. I really want to see what resonated with everybody. Was it business intelligence, the reporting that we showed you, or perhaps the new event blueprint that's based on a date, loyalty program, birthday uh, club, those types of things. Was it the dynamic or branching form fields, the IP enrichment going from an IP address to, to names, the potentiality for the call tracking, or was there something else that caught your eye? I'm going to leave this open for another few seconds. Let us know. This is really helpful, and I hope this has been helpful for you as well. While people are doing that, the form field branching is available to everybody through the asset manager, and there's a there's a bunch of training videos associated with that in the help section. So if people go and search for forms in the help section, they'll find it. Awesome. All right. I'm going to leave it up five more seconds. Come on. If you haven't voted yet, look at the screen, please, right now. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. So I'm going to share those results. Everyone should be able to see those. So it looks like the winner by, by a few percentage points here is the business intelligence and reporting, followed by, interestingly, the IP enrichment that you just shared, Kushal. Thank you, everybody, for giving us that feedback. That's really interesting. We're going to dive into that more here internally. That's helpful feedback. Um, again, if you want to set up a time to talk, uh, Mindfire team has thrown that link there into the chat. Please take a moment. Let us know what you would like help with, what we can do to serve you with respect to what you just saw here today. If you're not yet in the Mindfire family and you want to learn how to use OptiChannel to grow your leads and your sales for your company, or if you're a service provider who's not yet using Mindfire and you want to learn how to do this to service your clients, how to market and sell OptiChannel campaigns that help your clients drive their business results, then we'd love to talk. That's what we're all about. That's what we're here to help you do. And for the next two minutes before we have to drop off, I'm going to see if there are any other burning questions here that I can answer in two
two minutes. Mark says the call tracking. I love it. Perhaps a caller can be linked to it all. Interesting. Okay, yeah. Mackenzie just mentioned this one. Kushal, when you talked about the IP enrichment, is it based on device ID or IP? IP. So there you go, Walter. It's good to see you, Walter, by the way. I'm glad we got you on Facebook there. If you heard uh, Kushal's answer there about your device ID question. All right, folks. Thank you for your time today. Thanks for spending time with me and Kushal today. If you have any other questions, where to reach us. And we hope to be able to start servicing you soon with some of these new exciting features and helping you grow your sales and continuing to kick butt. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as we enjoy putting it together for you. Listen, if you're getting value out of this, it would mean the world to us if you could go over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast. We're still trying to figure out if this is the right name for it. We might go through a renaming. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. I would love it if you could email us, david.rosendahl at mindfireinc.com. If you're hearing this right now, so david.rosendahl at mindfireinc.com. Just send us a little note. Let us know if you found this episode valuable, if you found it helpful, and also let us know if there's anything else that you would like to hear about the podcast. We're going to be investing quite a bit into producing these episodes for you, and I want to make sure they're delivering you value. All right. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Talk to you later.